Hello and welcome to Health Beat. My name is Brian Hazelgren and I'm your host and this is your healthy habits zone as always. This show is all about healthy living and overall well-being. We'd love to discuss topics that are related to your health and wellness and we'll always talk about things that can help you achieve optimal well-being. This podcast is sponsored by rx to live which is your prescription for life. And as always, we want to thank Heroes Media Group for the production and the distribution of this podcast. So we probably should talk about all of the craziness that we find ourselves in at the moment. Um, the COVID-19 virus or the coronavirus, as it's also called, is a serious illness that we uh, all know about, uh, have heard about, have maybe even been a part of and it's taken a toll on uh, the entire world. Here in America, it's being reported that there are over 100,000 people who have died from the virus. Well, physically, this virus has given us a wake-up call. Financially, I think it's going to get even worse as we see everything unfold in the next coming months. Even emotionally, we're we're all spent as a society, and we need to address a few health issues that are really a subset of the actual virus. So businesses have been shut down for 10 weeks. There's over 30 million Americans who are now out of work. Schools are shut down, and there is talk that they might not even reopen for another year in some states, some cities. But... I still have a very strong feeling that things will turn around in a big way for American businesses and the American people. Now, let's not forget that the original estimates were between 1.5 million and 2.2 million people who would die in the US from this virus. Everybody was screaming out at the top of their lungs that this was a horrible virus and to plan for millions of people being dead in the next few months. Well, we know that uh, every life is precious, but those estimates were way off. 100,000 is far from 2.2 million. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And I don't even believe that the 100,000 dead from the virus is an accurate number, but I'm not here to, to debate that today. Now, we also have to deal with the riots that are going on in almost every major city in the US across the country the thugs that are seeing a tragedy and turning it into an opportunity to loot and riot and pick a fight or even do physical harm are disgusting animals. I'm not here to debate the virus. I'm not here to debate uh, the po political environment from the virus to the economy to the rioting that's going on. I'm not going to debate the number of deaths I'm not going to say what side you should be on or to get the real facts about the flu versus the coronavirus and which one is more deadly. I'm not going to debate how horrible the riots are. I hate them. I can't stand what's going on and how our country's being torn apart. Because as far as I'm concerned on that issue, there really is no debate at all. The thugs are wrong. They're spreading hate and violence. And they're trying to make evil 
look good, period. So we are, however, going to cover the emotional toll that the virus and the riots have taken on millions of uh, Americans who are out of work, out of business, and even out of social interaction. Several reports from the CDC have indicated that one in three Americans are seeing clinical symptoms of anxiety and depression. So one in three Americans, that's 33%. Obviously, that's not a good number. But I don't believe that's the real number. I think the real number is much larger. And you've probably suspected that the number is actually a lot higher. And I think there's some more data that we can uncover. In fact, uh, just recently, I was listening to a talk show and Dr. Oz uh, was in a recent interview uh, on TV. Actually, uh, he was interviewing with one of the anchors in, in my home state in Arizona. Um, and he said that the real number is not one in three, not 33%. It's actually 91% of Americans who now have anxiety. He also pointed out that where I live here in the Phoenix area, that the number is, quote, significant, or excuse me, for significant anxiety, end quote, is up 21% since March 1st of this year. Anti-anxiety medications rose 34% during the months of March through May. Sleep aid drugs increased over 18% during the same period of time. This is scary stuff that we're now dealing with. So we've got to have uh, some positive words and some positive voices out there to maybe shed a little bit of different light. And uh, I wanted to share a few things with you today in this episode that, you know, turning to medications, first and foremost, is not how we solve our problems, especially uh, when there are lifestyle changes that can be made to help us live happier and more productive lives. Yes, we're all stressed out, and yes, we can't sleep, and sometimes we don't know even if we're going, how we're going to pay our mortgage. Kids are coming home to stay at home to do their schooling, and that's stressing the parents out, not just the kids. Or might maybe even have kids that have moved back in your house after they've moved out. Um, some, some of us, some, pe some people don't have a job to even go back to, and we're constantly hearing that there's a food shortage and a toilet paper sh shortage and if you own your own business sometimes you don't even know how you're going to make payroll or just flat out worried about your family safety and your own safety because of the rioting these are the underlying things that we're, we're finding ourselves dealing with today which basically equates to it's no wonder that prescriptions to get medications to treat anxiety and depression have gone through the roof over the past couple of months but I think the bigger challenge is where we have to take a look at the underlying problems and what's causing the anxiety and depression and how long this is going to last. Sometimes we as human beings just want a quick fix and we want to put a Band-Aid over a much bigger problem. We've, we've learned that. We've been uh, kind of schooled that way with the fast-paced society that we now find ourselves, well, we live in and have lived in for a while. Now, I will say that short-term usage of uh, some of these medications is certainly acceptable, but we don't need to turn that into a long-term solution because that alone will create many more problems. 
we need to turn our focus then to long-term thoughts and the devastating effects that medicating so many of our citizens here in the country to help deal with some of these challenges or problems is not a solution at all. Sometimes I think of uh, my <clears throat> pioneer ancestors who were persecuted and threatened if they didn't leave where they were living, uh, that they and their families would be killed. And I think of uh, the different times they were forced to leave their homes, sometimes in the dead of winter, when they also had uh, to traipse through the elements and lost loved ones along the trail. They, they definitely lived through some very difficult times. I wonder what they would even think about. They don't even know about these medications that, were <clears throat> that are in our society today. They had to rely on innovation and lifestyle changes and even changing their situation and relying more on faith and prayer. But those things have kind of become foreign concepts to most people around the world today. So again, this, this episode today is not about opioid abuse or antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. It's more about the situations that we find ourselves in and maybe how we can change that situation. One way to change our situation is to develop a routine. I know that sounds basic, I know it sounds simple, but if you think back in your life when you had a routine, even as a child or a teenager or a young adult, raising a family, starting a new job, going to school, growing your business, whatever it may be, the best way to get through a current situation that may be uh, challenging or difficult or trying is uh, that we might find ourselves in is I think is to develop some routines that work specifically for us individually. And those routines can help us get through our day and even through our night. I remember in that uh, interview that I was mentioning earlier with Dr. Oz, he went on to talk about routines and why they should be established. And he mentioned that routines should start early in the day from waking up in the, uh, usually at the same time and then making sure that you're seeing the light of day early on to help you sleep later at night. I thought that was simple, but kind of a powerful statement. So we could have a workout regimen or an exercise program. That could be part of our routine. We could, part of my daily routine now is not only getting up and walking or running with the dog early on. Again, I live in Phoenix and in the summertime, we want to get up early before the sun gets too hot. So up early, part of the routine, taking the dog around uh, the neighborhood, even put him in, in the back of the truck and take him for a ride and then let him run around. But then coming home and spending time reading and pondering and doing a little meditating. That's part of my morning routine. Really helps to calm uh, the, the mind and help get ready for the day. But I know that when I have my routine like that, it helps me to train my brain to recognize that I've got things that I need to accomplish for the day. There's times where in meditation when you can just think about, you know, what's going on, what you have to cover, uh, people you have to speak to, projects you have to finalize, whatever that may be. Uh, it helps to train my brain to recognize that I have things to accomplish that day. 
So the basic idea is to have a routine from early in the morning until at least midday. And that'll help you stay focused on being productive, sort of keeping the cobwebs out of your brain and your mind, and even really helping you enjoy a much better day. Later on in the day, or maybe early evening, those routines can change up a bit. This obviously depends on your personal circumstances, I get that. Whether or not you're part of a young family that's growing with young children, or you're retired, or you're running a company, or you're leading people in your, in your work, we should establish routines. You think about the kids. I've, I've been watching my grandkids lately and the routines that they have when they get up at a certain time and they have to kind of sort of wake up, otherwise they're gonna be cranky. Um, they have routines throughout the entire day. And part of that routine is even taking a nap. I wish I could follow their example and take my own nap during the day, that would be awesome. But they do have a little bit of a routine. Hopefully they do. And that's helping them also to develop their brains. So I know everyone's circumstance is different. You know, my routines today are not the same as they were when we were growing our, our young family and having kids wake up. I've had to make changes along the way. Now, as I run a business today that's very complex, the long days and sometimes even the sleepless nights or hard to sleep nights, uh, have blended into kind of a common theme. And sometimes that has to occur as you're growing your, your company. But as time evolves and the business grows, just like a young family, my priorities have changed. Sometimes you actually have to force some kind of change in your mind and even in your personal situation, I've, I've learned. In the, like, for example, in the corp, corporate world or atmosphere, um, we have, I have to adapt and change, and sometimes there's crisis mode that we have to go into. Other times we can relax and build for the future. Other times we have to just uh, have a strategic plan and follow the plan, whether it's in your company, whether it's in your community, or in your family. Now, I realize that the, the virus and the riots have caused millions of people and companies to change their situation. In some cases, they were given no choice. It wasn't their fault. In other cases, they just wanted to fall, uh, follow what maybe the local government had mandated. But they always come to the conclusion, they meaning the leaders always come to the conclusion that the routine has to be established for people to follow. So the long and short of this discussion is uh, to really figure out how we can establish a routine in our daily regimen. Because if we don't have that, it can cause us to lose our bearings. Sometimes I want to drive home the point because I think it's important that medical professionals as well as psychological professionals have agreed that a daily routine is crucial to achieving better overall health and wellness. And again, helping us keep our bearings straight. In that interview that I mentioned earlier, Dr. Ozzel also pointed out that those who are affected most by anxiety and depression um, issues that we see ourselves today are mostly women and single mothers and people who are living near the poverty level. Now, I want to be sensitive to those groups of, of good people <clears throat> who are trying to figure out how they are going to make it every day and how they're going to make rent or put food on the table. 
this pandemic has caused much more than just physical sickness. This, these riots have caused much more than the physical sick, sickness as well. It's caused emotional and financial sickness. And those are two levels of, uh, that most of us have really never even seen before. So my point is we can't always treat high levels of, of anxiety and depression with medication. If we do, it's got to be short term. You got to have a longer term plan in place. And you have to start making changes in your own personal situation. So if you find yourself feeling down depressed, here's a little idea that I came up with, not that I was down and depressed, but there's something I want to share with you. Um, I heard about an organization called Meet Up, M-E-E-T-U-P. So I, I started looking around and uh, started doing some searching, you know, with people in local communities form a group of people and they get together and they share stories and build each other up and basically build a camaraderie and even do networking for businesses. So I thought, well, who can I start networking with in the Phoenix market? Came up with an idea about 10 days ago um, to create a, a group that focuses on being positive. I love hanging around positive people. Negative people pull me down. They depress me. I don't want to be around them. So there's enough negativity in the world for <laughs> to go around for a year for lifetimes. So I want to hang around people that are positive and like-minded. And um, I started just you know I put this group up there. I called it uh, "Positive People Make Things Happen," and then just started a couple of discussions and start asking people if they'd like to join this group. So ten days now we fast forward ten days later. There's 94 new members of that group, 94 people who are like-minded individuals who also want to hang around and talk to and, and befriend people who, are, who have a positive mental attitude. We even did a workshop yesterday, or actually it wasn't a workshop, it was a webinar. Did a webinar yesterday, it's kind of cool, 23 of those new members actually attended the webinar. And it was amazing to see that many people on and, and um, they wrote afterwards. Uh, some of them actually couldn't join for some reason. Um, technology wasn't working. It doesn't matter. But the point is they were grateful that we put something together to mingle and to learn and to grow and to work with other like-minded people. So if you're in a dead-end job and you may need to start looking at other opportunities uh, right away and start doing it. Stop thinking about it and start and do it. If you're out of work, take a deep breath and start thinking about who you know and who you can reach out to in your center of influence. Send them your resume. Tell people you're looking for a new work. Spend a few minutes in the morning meditating, thinking about your day, what you've got to, uh, what you've got on your schedule, what's on your plate, things you have to accomplish. Help clear your mind early in the morning. If you're a business owner and your business has suffered a financial loss due to the pandemic or the riots, then come up with some new innovative ideas that'll help pull you out of your rut that you might be in or that your company might even be in. Come up with some new ways of marketing your services and products. Maybe even just come up with some new services and products to meet a demand that's out on the market. We did that in our company. 
when COVID-19 hit, we had many of our physicians who were closing up shop, literally closing up their practice, and they didn't know for how long. And obviously, in many cases, a lot of the practices were closed between eight and 10 weeks. So we had to come up with some different things. And now, where you take lemons and turn them into lemonade, we've got several new services and products in our own company that we've recently launched. We weren't staying idle. We weren't saying, oh, woe is me. This isn't going to work. It's never going to happen again. The company's going to have to fold. Nope, we didn't do that. We chose a different route. We chose to be positive. We chose to talk to people and find out where the demands are. And we came up with some new, very cool products and services that we've recently launched. And it's generating nice streams of income for us that will carry on for the foreseeable future. So change your situation. It may sound a little overwhelming because we don't like change as human beings. I've had to change my situation many times in my lifetime. But with a vision of what you want, with a little hard work and some ingenuity, come up with some creative ideas, start networking with people, reach out to other people, tell them what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and then constantly updating your, your situation or your plan. You can do this. You can make it better. So that book that I recently wrote about some of these ideas that I'd written down about staying positive literally was called, or is called, excuse me, um, Positive People Make Things Happen. And I just started writing down positive affirmations a while back and turned it into a book. And now there's 120 positive things that I remind myself of when I get down the dumps. That's a great little simple read every morning. Um, just looking at some of those positive affirmation of what, or excuse me, affirmations of what actually makes people accomplish things. Then that even led into an entire training system. And now most recently led into a meetup group here in the Phoenix market. And in less than the, you know, in, in 10 days, we now have 94 people that I have new friends with. I am new friends with, and it's kind of exciting. So I see it growing daily and, um, we're, you know, we're sharing our struggles together. We're talking about our successes. We're collaborating with each other. We're talking about how things can change and how positive people can actually be the catalyst in order to make that happen. So I know that you can do that as well. I changed my situation, have changed my situation many times in my life where you reach out to people, you'll be surprised. They'll, they'll respond. They'll want to help you. They'll want to work with you. So this is now part of my daily routine where I'm checking on the people of my group and we're, we're talking with each other and we're, we're creating friendships and, and networking opportunities and even business opportunities that'll work out really well. So keep a routine from early in the morning to mid afternoon and change your situation. I know it's pretty simple, but it's really effective. So let's wrap it up for today. That's today's episode. Really appreciate you joining in. My name is Brian Hazelgren. If you'd like to get a, a copy of that book um, that I mentioned earlier, Positive People Make Things Happen, that's available um, online. It's on my website at brianhazelgren.com. It's also at positivepeopletools.com. And if you'd like a personal autographed copy, I'd be happy to do that as well. For now, though, I want to thank you for tuning in to Health Beat. 
And thank you again to Heroes Media Group for the production and the distribution of this podcast. For now, this is Brian Hazelgren. I'm going to sign off. There's more episodes to come. There's going to be more tips and innovative ideas and some cool guests coming up on some future episodes um, of how we can make our lives better by finding better or optimal levels of health, wealth, and, and more balance in our lives. Hope you accomplish that. And uh, until next time, looking forward to speaking with you again. Make it a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.